All right, welcome back to the channel today, ladies and gents, where we're going to be looking at this argument that has now broken out and this forecast by all the different US banks talking about this major collapse or simply a reduction, depending on the bank, in the stock market anytime from now through to well, sometime in 2023. But the one thing that is quite consistent is that nearly all the banks are agreeing. But where it gets a little bit messy, and what we're going to be looking into this, is some of the views around Fed pivots and interest rate rises and, and really how this is going to affect you, whether that's the economy and jobs or simply your pension or if you invest in the stock market as well. So we're going to get into all of that and we'll spend quite a lot of time on the shared screen today. So with that said, let's jump right into it. Let's kick off then with this article. Major Wall Street banks predict S&P 500 stock crash in 2020. Three. Wall Street is bracing for a decline in 2023 as major three banks in the United States, I think he's trying to say that as the major three banks in the United States, has predicted US stocks could fall by more than 20% next year. So let's look at the first one then, which is Morgan Stanley. New York-based Morgan Stanley states that the S&P 500 could fall nearly 24 percent in the first four months of 2023, pushing the stock index to somewhere between 3,000 and 3,300. Now, let me just give you context for where we are right now. So this is macro trends. And for those of you who have done my finance and stock market course, you'll be familiar with some of the graphs that we're going to go over. But if we look at where the market is as of right now, it's somewhere in the region of 4,000 for the S&P 500. Now, of course, this is what we had back in early 2020 when the lockdown started. Let me zoom in a bit tighter here for you. We saw this downward correction down to just under 3,000. I'm gonna show you one of the forecasters who said we were going right down to 1,500 when this happened, only for it to uh, rocket back up. Now, why was that, first of all? Uh, you'll remember me talking about this near the time. Well, it's because a lot of forecasters get this wrong now, and even you know these Nobel Prize winning economists, because they're so focused on things that used to exist in the past that they don't understand how the markets work now they focus somewhat on earnings and, and they're always looking at earnings and how well the company is doing and, and how well they're paying down their debts and are they doing buy, uh, share buybacks and all these other things that they completely miss the most important thing that drives the markets and, and somewhat the economy as well. And that is really credit. It's the amount of credit that is constantly created, mainly or predominantly by the commercial banks. Now, we'll get into a bit more of this later on, but the main things that you need to be aware of is as interest rates come down, this makes debt cheaper. And when you have cheaper debt, people are willing to take on more debt. So that's people, the consumers who spend the money, or that's companies so that they can grow, whether that's R&D or hiring new staff like the tech companies, etc. And then, of course, we're in this tightening cycle. So quantitative easing, quantitative tightening that we are now in. 
when the central bank tightens, this draws out liquidity. So this is why we're seeing this sort of market cycle and why, if you remember my video at the start of the year where I said, I am out the markets because we're going into this tightening cycle and we'll see this gradual uh, downward fall in the market. And by the way, you can always find any of my videos and forecasts on my channel. On uh, There's a playlist that talks about accurate uh, forecasts there. But I would tend to agree. I don't think we've seen the bottom yet in the S&P. And I know that's quite contrarian to a lot of market forecasters who do believe that we've seen this bottom and we're going to have this melt up and this new rally, etc. But they're basing that on historical trends and statistics. Whereas what we're going into right now is very, very different. And I'll explain why as we go through. So Mike Wilson, who's the chief US equity strategist at Morgan Stanley, said that the bear market is not over and 2023 is going to be a wild ride with high volatility and lowest lows. And just a reminder, bull market is where the market goes up. Bear market is where the market goes down. Bank of America then. According to the BOA, stocks in the S&P 500 will tumble by nearly 24% from the current levels and hit 3,000. The crash in stocks will be mainly catered by lower business and consumer spending, which will adversely impact corporate earnings. Again, we've just talked about this, but I don't necessarily agree with that assessment because I think it's more based on liquidity as opposed to corporate earnings and consumer spending. Quantitative tightening, or QT for short, by the Federal Reserve might also disrupt market liquidity as it trims around 95 billion US dollars in treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities, which again, we've talked about a lot, MBS, each month from its $9 trillion balance sheet. Deutsche Bank then. So Deutsche Bank stated in its 2023 outlook that the global capital market will witness a huge decrease in value as the US economy will slow down, mainly due to high interest rates imposed by the Federal Reserve. Yes, and again, I would agree with this because they're making debt more expensive. So contrary to predictions by Morgan Stanley and BOA, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank expects US stocks to tank by over 25% in the third quarter of next year. So this will be Q3 of 2023. Its team likewise sees stocks recovering by the end of 2023, as long as the recession doesn't last beyond several quarters. Well, straight away, let me just say, I, I don't know what they are seeing that I'm not seeing, but there's no way I, I see this as a, a short recession that we're going into. I just don't see it. Unless, of course, they've been faking it for so long, saying we're not in a recession, we're not in a recession, because they've actually changed the definition of a recession. Unless they're going to take all this time, so maybe a year that we've been in a recession, and then say, oh, well, we were only in a recession for six months, really. Uh, unless they're going to do that, I, I just can't see how this recession is only going to last six to nine months, like some of these forecasts say. I think this is going to be a long one. I would expect at least a year, if not 18 months or more. You see, if this goes the wrong way, if all of these sort of Fed policies they've been doing backfire, and it's not just the Fed, it's the ECB, that's the European Central Bank, it's the Bank of England as well. We already saw that Andrew Bailey did a U-turn um, to stop the pension funds crashing. You see, all of these things is a very careful balancing act. If they get it wrong, and I think some of them have got it wrong, then we're going to see something major happening, which could actually draw out this recession 
for a lot longer than the, the six to nine months they're talking about. I, I just don't see that. As interest rates increases, cash flow in the economy decreases. Yep, I agree with that, which will bring down demand for commodities. Um, yeah, okay, I'll somewhat agree with this statement. As demand goes down, and by the way, I'm reading out their, their sort of analysis here. As demand goes down, inflation will also come down with it. Yeah, okay, so more of a disinflationary cycle. But one major problem with higher interest rates is that it might push the economy into a recession where people do not spend money on commodities. Okay, I'm not sure why they're referencing commodities here, but A, we're already in a recession, B, consumer spending is already down, and where it's not down, the savings rate is crashing and the debt rate is spiking. But I, I don't think they meant to say commodities, maybe they meant consumer you know, staples or something here. Commodities is more for companies to be aware of. As consumer spending decreases, the revenue of companies is falling down, correct? Which will be taken as a bad sign by the stock market. Um, yes and no. As I said, the market is more focused on the, the rate rises. They're more focused on liquidity, uh, the amount of money that's available, because this is what's driving the markets. It's low interest rates, high levels of quantitative easing, and then uh, fundamentals within the company. It's not the other way around. Over to Yahoo then, and this is a uh, Business Insider article here. The S&P 500 could plunge 20% within months as a recession ushers in a market correction, B of A analyst says. So let's take a look at this then. Um, so this is Bank of America equity strategists warned that stocks could see a correction in 2023 as a recession looms. Okay, that's good. They're finally um, catching up to our forecast anyway here. <laughs> Historical trends suggest the S&P 500 bottoms out during a recession rather than before, which suggests more downside ahead. Uh, correct. In a Monday note to clients, the bank warns the index could fall to 3,240 by April of 2023. As looming economic downturn could usher in a more dramatic correction in stocks as soon as the first quarter of 2023, even with the S&P 500 already down 15% year to date, according to the B of A. In a Monday note to clients, the bank's analysts said that the S&P could fall as low as 3,240 or roughly 20% from its current mark of about 4,100. Now this is quite interesting then. Let's get on to the rate hikes. Uh, CME's FedWatch tool shows that traders are increasingly betting on a half point interest rate hike at the December 14th FOMC meeting, which would follow four 75 basis point hikes. Any signs of a so-called Fed pivot is often considered bullish. Well, let me just outline this. The Fed is not going to pivot right now. I keep hearing all this talk about the Fed's gonna pivot any day now, any week now. In my opinion, my humble opinion, the Fed will not pivot until late 2023. I would, and again, I'm just guessing here, but I would say, I mean, Q2 at the absolute earliest, if not Q3. Now, let me be clear because a lot of people misunderstand pivot and everyone's got their own sort of view on what this pivot is. I don't see, and let's just talk specifically about interest rates here. So when they're talking about 50 basis points, 75 basis points, in layman's terms, this means half a percent to the base rate of the interest rate or 0.75% interest rate rise, just because no one really ever explains this. So I just want to be clear what it is. 
So we've had these 0.75% rises over and over again, but I actually think what's going to happen now is they're not going to pivot and just stop, start you know, dropping rates. I just don't see that happening because they're still trying to fight inflation. What I think is most likely is half a percentage point rise at the next meeting, and then they're going to, we'll see what happens to the meeting after that, but it's probably going to be another half a percent, or it could even lower to say a quarter of a percent. But I think we've probably seen, unless inflation runs away again, which remember my two peak theory, I think probably what's going to happen is we're not going to see another one of those 0.75% base rate rises for a little while, or that could be it. It could be the end of it for this cycle. Unless, let me add that caveat, we see inflation run away again, which I think we're probably going to see it continue to reduce or flatline for a while. But then sometime in 2023, and again, this is just a guess, I think we're going to see this second peak. And why? People often ask, why do I think we're going to see this second peak? Well, it's all to do with the amount of new currency creation. Remember, it always comes 12 to 18 months later on. Um, you can watch my, again, my videos where I talked about this two, two and a half years ago as to how we'd be in this um, inflation mess now. Now, let's take a look at this Markets Insider. Uh, this is from Dr. Doom. I mean, you guys call me doom and gloom. This is the real Dr. Doom, Noriel Rubini warns that the S&P 500 could plunge another 30% and the US economy faces a long and painful recession. And I would agree with him here. Now, just bear in mind, you've got to give this man respect. He has predicted 50 of the last two recessions. So he's got a good track record here. Um, so here we go. The Dr. Doom economist said the US is likely to endure a deep extended recession. Rubini predicted stubborn inflation, lower growth, and headaches caused by huge amounts of debt. All correct, I 100% agree with him. Now, could we see 2,700 in the S&P? Possibly, I mean, that's somewhat extreme, but I think it's, it's possible, but I don't think it's gonna happen, um, you know, a very short time frame like some people are talking about. Even if it was a short and shallow recession, the markets should go down by another 10%, he said. And if it is as bad as the GFC, then by another 30%. So that's the great financial crisis, or some people call it the global financial crisis. So I think that's possible. 30% is possible if this downturn gets real nasty. So what is he saying that you should buy then to protect yourself? Short-term bonds, uh, yes, if you can get a good rate. I know there are some good rates out there, one year, as long as it's not too heavily tied up. Tips, which um, there were some good rates. Remember, we talked about this a month or two ago, and I said, you guys, if you can, get in. I know it was only a $10,000 limit or, or, or whatever it was at the time, but get in while you could. Uh, gold, yes. Commodities, yes. We're in a super cycle. Um, now, this is the one that I would um, sort of question and real estate as superior alternatives. You've got to bear in mind, what did I say about real estate? I said, once these base rates come up and you hit around 6% in mortgage interest rates, that is going to be the death blow to US housing market growth. But really what I'm just saying here is, don't go by exactly what he says. He's saying real estate is you know, a superior investment right now. Maybe not, I think we're gonna to have to just wait. We've gone onto the bell curve, we've come off a little bit, and we need to just wait and see what happens with the markets. I definitely, if I was just buying a normal 
small-sized family home, I would probably be waiting. Now, if you're buying outside of that, then it, it's completely different variables. What else is he saying then? So the economics professor at NYU, uh, he's saying the Fed has never raised rates and avoided a recession when inflation was above 5% and employment was below 5%. Inflation was above 8% and unemployment was 3.5% in September, according to the government stats. He's also said that further rate hikes could crash stocks, bonds, credit and other asset prices, causing further financial and economic fallout. I would agree with that. Uh, you're going to get not only inflation, not only a recession, or what I call the great stagflationary debt crisis, he said. And yeah, I would agree with that if you remember this video that I made way back on, well, here you go, you can see it. That is May 1st, 2020. So two and a half years ago, I said deflation 2020, uh, which we had, high inflation 2021 to 2020 two to 2023, then stagflationary period uh, 2023. I don't know when that will end. So I definitely agree with him on the stagflation aspect. And then the last thing he's talked about, well, I've covered all of these in videos over the, the last six months. So if you wanna watch any of these videos um, to understand this uh, greater, you can just do a search on the channel. But he's talking about a shortage of young people to support aging populations. Yet we talked about this inverted pyramid trying to prop up retirees and pensions and there just aren't enough workers to do that. Artificial intelligence rendering millions of workers obsolete. We talked about that last week. And nations erecting more barriers to trade. Yeah, we've got this breakdown in global trade and the workforce. Migration is a big problem and flows of capital. And just remember that in my private community, you'll, you'll find the link below. I do have a stocks watch list as well as a stock market course as well. Not in the private community, but you'll see a link below for my course. It will help you to understand a lot of what we've talked about here from history and graphs and charts right through to forecasts and um, I mean, gosh, there's so much in there, but but definitely check it out because I still, even from the day I put that course out to today, I've said what I think is going to happen. I'm not changing my view on that. If I do, I will update the course and I'll add another video or some documents to say what I think is going to happen. But I, I think we're going to see tough times ahead. I really do. I think 2023 is going to be a very, very tough year, a very difficult year, not just because of the breakdowns that we've had, but also because of liquidity. We've just got this shortage of liquidity. We are going to have higher interest rates. This this era of low cost credit is over for the time being, combined with this breakdown of this labor pool that worked for less than $2 per day. A lot of companies have realized that they've got to bring manufacturing back to the West, whatever country that means for you. Huge amounts of, of countries are doing this. And just look what happened with Foxconn last week and Apple. I mean, you're not going to be seeing some iPhones coming out of that place for a while yet until they get this all under control and retrain staff and everything else. I think in the short term, maybe the medium term, a lot more companies are going to have to start bringing manufacturing back, which means that costs will go up with higher interest rates on debt and everything else. Now, yes, a lot of companies are quite cash rich so that they can handle this quite well and invest quite well, but a lot of other companies can't. And as Warren Buffett says, I think sooner or later, we're going to see when the tide goes out, who was swimming 
naked among these companies. Thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate you as a subscriber. Take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.